We're two weeks in to Arizona State Sun Devils football training camp, and we also have a scrimmage down. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. I wanted to talk about scrimmage a little sooner than this, but... Life got in the way. So here we are to finally talk about the scrimmage that I got to witness firsthand on Saturday and my overall thoughts for the first two weeks of practice. So let's wrap scrimmage up before we get into detail with everything else. I thought it was a really well-run scrimmage. It went really fast. Like they started probably like 1030 sharp and they finished before noon. Like they, they just piled through it. It was high intensity it was fast paced and up tempo and dillingham had his microphone and he was going in and telling everyone what was going on so you know if there was a fourth down coming up you'd say fourth and eight is going to be a go fourth and three is going to be a go like letting them know like hey these are going to be like go for it situations or special teams get you out here and we ran you know however many special teams plays in a row they they really were just high energy with it. Guys were running on and off the field. There wasn't any any big downtime in between unless you were, you know, not on the field for those reps. You were you were going pretty quick. There wasn't a lot of downtime in between snaps. It was pretty repetitive. It was safe. It wasn't to where you you were worried guys are going to get injured and drop over from getting heat exhaustion or anything, but it was high intensity and I really enjoyed it. And I loved the feeling that was on the field for these guys. They were yelling and screaming and having a good time. Jalen Conyers was rab, 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 rabin, which I love. I think he's going to be such a great raw, raw guy for this team. And I can't wait to continue to gush about him as this year unfolds for the team. But I can't just talk alone about Jalen Conyers. There's lots of guys that have been talking and talking and getting everyone hyped up and ready to go. Obviously Conyers at the, at the front and center of that, but there's been a lot of really good responses to Dillingham in his in his first year as a head coach at Arizona State. And through two weeks of practice, you can just feel a difference with this team. These guys definitely feel a lot more engaged and like they want to be there and that they want to contribute something to, to this team moving forward. They want to make that instant day one impact. They're not looking at themselves as a team that's rebuilding. They're not looking at themselves as a team that's going to struggle in 2023. They believe that they're going to come out and shock the world. And that is showing in practice. You're seeing these guys come out, put out everything that they could possibly put out on the field and make something out of every practice. We constantly are talking about, it feels like five, six, seven players that stand out every practice, but I feel like you can come away pretty much from every practice with guys to be impressed with. Like 
I made a short little list of like five guys that I'm going to highlight that I feel like we talk about more than others. But man, there, there are so many guys that have really flashed throughout practice. And there were several guys that flashed throughout the scrimmage. Looking specifically at the scrimmage, there, there was obviously a lot of give and take with this, but I felt like the defense definitely won the scrimmage during the Saturday outing. It felt like there was a lot of duress for these quarterbacks. And when I say felt like, I mean, it popped up for the people who were accounting for everything. I know that Chris Cartman from 24-7 noted that there was 12 sacks for the defense. And I'm going to get into that a little more in just a minute. But the defense was swarming and they were fast and they were explosive and they were making plays in the backfield and they were going sideline to sideline. They were having good reps pretty much at all three levels of the defense. But I feel like that can be accredited to the new defensive coordinator coming in and Brian Ward. I I'm really excited about Ward. I've been hyping him up this offseason. I will continue to hype him up because I think that he's going to be part of the biggest change for the Sun Devils compared to their 2022 counterparts. I think his defense is going to be a lot better. And these kids are definitely buying into his mentality and his culture that he's established. The pass rush just looks 10 times different. Like you have so many new faces that are coming in. Some guys that we're going to talk about more momentarily, but there's, there's so much production that's coming from multiple players. It's not like one player had like five sacks. Like I would venture to guess of those 12 sacks, you probably had eight, maybe even nine different players that were in the backfield. Like you love to see it on the flip side. And this is what I wanted to talk about a little more with the sacks is I am a little worried about this offensive line. I'm not going to lie. This was not necessarily a strength for Arizona state coming into this year. And then they lost Ben Scott and they lost Ladarius Henderson to the transfer portal. And they lost Des Holmes to eligibility and they lost Chris Martinez to eligibility. It's a brand new offensive line short of returning Isaiah Glass at left tackle. It's it's a lot of new faces. Ben Bray's returning as well. But there is cause for concern from what I've seen so far. This is going to be a weakness for the team I think but at the same time maybe ASU just ends up getting like a 30 to 40 sack season out of this defense like who knows it's way too soon to tell but I can tell you that I entered camp nervous about the offensive line and two weeks through camp I am probably right on par with where I was maybe even a little more concerned with where I was heading into camp looking at this offensive line Uh, There's lots of playmakers. We're going to talk about them in just a moment. There's lots of guys who have been standing out. All in all, with this scrimmage, putting a bow on it, or you know what? Before we put a bow on it, there were some really big splash plays, particularly from Jalen Conyers, who had two touchdowns, one of which was a fourth down, uh, one-handed catch in the back of the end zone, which was just absolutely insane. And then there was another one where he got hit underneath, was making some moves with his hips and making some dudes miss and just finding his way into the end zone. He's going to be special guys. Like I, I promise you Jalen Conyers is going to be a difference maker, but 
there were some other good plays throughout the day. I know that uh, Cameron Scadabo had made several plays on the ground. He looks like he's going to be the the bell cow for the team this year, barring something unforeseen. I like what I've seen so far from him. From, ugh, excuse me, from him. Uh, defensively, there was, I think, a couple of interceptions, and I think Xavier Alford had one, and it was a really good play. There, there was some good standout performances all the way around, but there were some awesome splash plays to build that confidence off of when you look at the team as a whole. Bottom line, putting a bow on it now, I think this is a good first scrimmage for the team. There was a lot of positives to take away from it, and I think that moving forward, you should be able to continue building, building off of that and creating better and better practices, I suppose. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or pup, and now is your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'll be voting for the Coconut Almond, and if you want to vote for your favorite brownie bar to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or pup. And when you vote for your favorite bar or pup, they will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built bars. Not only that, but one lucky one lucky locked on fan will get a 12 month subscription to built and have built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built. Built is the best protein bar ever. They're amazing. They're good for you. You will not believe the change that you will have with these. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, they're high in protein, and they're low in sugar. Run to Built March Madness right now and vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Again, go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. All right, let's hop back into our conversation and take a look at the... Let's talk about some standouts, I suppose there's a lot i made a list of five guys and i can tell you right now that there's been a lot more than just five guys who have stood out um for sake of variety i'm not gonna include jalen conyers because if i did he'd obviously be number one on this list he truly has just looked so much better than everyone else and that's not even saying like ASU's got a lot of bad kids. Jalen Conyers has looked that good. This looks like an all-conference kind of player. This looks like a guy who could be the best tight end Arizona State has had since, like, Zach Miller. Like, he is uber talented. And it he just looks better and better with each practice. And now he gets to be in a Kenny Dillingham offense. Like, this is such best-case scenario for him. So I'm going to leave him off. That's the reason why. So don't come at me. Reason why, got to give some other guys some love too. Uh, we're going to go through these five guys pretty quick because I could talk about several, several guys. So first one I want to mention is CJ Fight. Fight is a incoming freshman from Tatum, Texas. Dude is massive, 300-pound defensive tackle, and is just moving guys. He looks like he could find some serious playtime in his first year in the desert. And 
I'm really excited because of the work ethic that he has shown and the time that he's putting into his craft to be a difference maker. And for Arizona State, there's going to be a lot of changes on this defensive line. You're losing so much from last year. Basically, your entire starting defensive line is gone. You know, you you lost Trevez Moore and Nessa Jade Silvera and TJ Pasifea and um, what's his name? Omar Norman Lott. Like, there, there were so many guys that are gone for various different reasons. And this is going to open up a lot of playing time. And Brian Ward is going to want to get his best guys on the field. He's not going to care whether or not you're a fifth-year senior, excuse me, a fifth-year senior or a first-year freshman. He's he's going to want to get his best guys out there. And CJ Fight looks like one of the best guys out there, which brings me to the next guy I want to talk about. And the only returning player on this list from last year, BJ Green. Green is getting new exposure as like an edge rusher right now, which is really interesting. Because as a six foot one, 275 odd pound defensive tackle, he's undersized, he's a tweener, doesn't really have a great fit. But they're trying him out on edge because they want to get their best guys out there. And goodness gracious, does he look ferocious off the edge? Dude is consistently generating pressure. He's getting sacks in practices. He was getting sacks in the uh, scrimmage game like he he truly is standing out in so many different ways for this team he's going to be huge for the team already talked about him a little bit but Cameron Scadabo is next on my list he is just big bully ball as a running back dude dude's a bowling ball he's built he's thick he's tough he can catch the football and I think that he's going to end up being that bell cow for the team I'm curious how they want to incorporate everyone else because you do have like Tevin White is coming back, and you also brought in the Carlos Brooks. And there's, um, I can't even think of the kid who's coming in as a recruit. And you guys will have to forgive me for that. I don't have the list in front of me right now. But there will be some competition, but it feels like it's Scadabo's job to lose. And he's done absolutely nothing to lose this job right now. Number two for me is Clayton Smith. And there's a lot of edge rushers that you could talk about here but clayton smith first of all dude is his physique he looks like a greek god like they sculptured him from marble and created this this pristine athletic demon who blends speed with power and looks like the real deal this is a former really highly touted uh, prospect. I've seen some places that had him five star. I feel like most places I've seen have him as a four star. Regardless, highly recruited out of Oklahoma, transfers to Arizona State. Similar to what I said with fight, Brian Ward's going to want to get his best defensive lineman on the field. He doesn't care how long you've been at this program. He's just want to. He if if you can play, you're going to be on this field. And Clayton Smith can play. And Clayton Smith is going to be on this field a lot. I would anticipate it if I were to give my biggest like my absolutely biggest overreaction i would tell you that i think clayton smith is going to lead the team in sacks in 2023 i think that would be my absolutely biggest overreaction as much as i would love to say like jalen conyers is going to win the john Mackey award or we have 2000 yard receivers like clayton smith looks like a demon off the edge 
love him. Number one, this shouldn't be a surprise if you've been staying in touch with everything that's been going on with training camp, but it's Xavier Guillory. Guillory is the wide receiver transfer from Idaho State. Dude's got insane speed. He's got insane ability after the catch. And he is displayed not only the ability to create separation and get open, but to make those ridiculous catches throughout practice. And lining up across from Elijah Badger and Jalen Conyers is going to give Guillory a lot of opportunity here to be one of the most productive receivers that the Sun Devils have had in a handful of years. Like, he looks so dynamic. The closest thing I could possibly compare him to, and I don't want to do this because it is very high praise, but it's hard not to see Brandon Ayuk again. It's hard not to see Brandon Ayuk. The way that he runs and he's so fluid and he's got this big play potential. Guillory just looks like that guy. And that's why Guillory is at the top of my noteworthy players. I'll tell you what, though. Like I said, I I couldn't contain it to just five. I'm going to throw a bunch of names at you that have also been standing out to me. Uh, Xavier Alford has looked good. Travion Brown has looked good. Uh, Prince Dorba and, um, oh my goodness, who's the other defensive lineman? Garen Stansbury have looked good. Like there, there's been so much growth on this defensive line to get excited about. Messiah Swinson has looked good. Mel Constaval has looked good. Uh, Giovanni Sanders has put some guys on skates and he had one of the nastiest stiff arms of spring practice so far. Like there's been so many guys to highlight here for Arizona State. And so many guys that I can't even think of off the top of my head. Like we we could go on and on and on about the guys who have stood out for Sun Devils football so far during uh, spring ball. And I hope that that trend absolutely continues to go up in the right direction with more and more guys to talk about. As much as I want to talk about the the five guys I just mentioned, plus Jalen Conyers, I would love to, by the end of spring ball, be excited for 20 players or 30. Like that that's one of the most beautiful aspects of this team. And I'm going to break that down more in just one moment. But before we get that far, I do want to talk to you guys about FanDuel. The tournament is heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Want to mention to you guys to check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bringing everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big name experts, coaches, insiders, players, and more on Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Let's talk about where I kind of left off. And that's how many guys... I am excited for how many guys I want to continue to be excited for and the overall atmosphere that's at these practices, because this is a brand new team 
for better or for worse. Like so much of last year's team is gone. And some of it was good. You you lost good players from last year, but you also were gaining so many good players, both through the transfer portal and through recruiting. And there's a lot of hope and potential for this team. And these guys are hungry. You can see it on the practice fields. You can hear it from the coaches. You can hear it from the interviews we have post-practice with these players. These guys are so interested in winning now, not in the future, not 2025, not 2026, not, not 2024. They are interested in winning in 2023. They're interested in winning week one, week two, week three, week four. They're, they don't see this as a project. And that kind of mentality is going to translate to a team that is constantly in games. That doesn't mean this team's going to go 12 and 0. They could still be that four and eight team that I'm sitting firm at right now. Hopefully that changes. But this still could be a team that, while at four and eight, plays 12 really competitive games. And they've got that mindset right now. Kenny Dillingham does not look like a guy who has been coaching for less than 10 years and has very minimal, like actual play calling experience in the college level has no head coaching experience at the college level. He, like I said, he looks, he looks wise beyond his years. He looks battle tested. He looks like a guy who has a plan and for him to only be a 32, 33 year old guy and already look like he's got his ducks in a row at a pro a power five program. Nonetheless, it's impressive. And it's trickled down and you can see that these kids are buying into this mentality. I do want to mention that some of the guys that are coming in, like from the recruitment side, I mentioned CJ fight, obviously got to mention Jaden Rashada. He's looked solid. He definitely did not get the best protection in the world, but he, he does look like he's got that potential to be the future of this team. There's so many pieces here that not only look good for the future, like the future upcoming season, 2023, but potentially the future moving forward for 2024 and beyond. Like this is, this is a culture change at Arizona state in the best way possible. And there's so much to get excited about in Tempe right now. And we're two weeks in to practice. We've got Three more total weeks. One, two, yeah, three more total weeks. Uh, spring, the spring game will be Saturday, April 15th. Make sure you're there. I'll be there. And I'm I'm telling you, there is just a vibe around this team. There is this, this overall feeling, and just just the way that you go to these practices and leave these practices, the way you talk to these players, the way you talk to these coaches, the way you talk to your peers and the fans, this is exciting. And these practices have lived up to that excitement. And like I said, we've got three more weeks left to see what's going on. We'll be filling you guys in. For tomorrow's episode of the podcast, I will be breaking down the results from yesterday's or slash today's, I should say, from today's uh, pro day. We'll be talking about that, going into detail on guys like 
uh, ex Valade and Nessajate Silvera, who had standout days. We'll be covering Bobby Hurley's press conference later this week as well. We'll be keeping you in touch with everything going on with Arizona State Sun Devils football and basketball. So wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter, RichieBrats36, and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Till next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun